want the world. Yeah, I want the world. Yeah, I want it all. Said I want the world. Yeah, I want the world. I'm coming to get it. Don't care what you heard. Don't care what you heard. I'm taking it all. Cause I want the world. Yeah, I want the world. Yeah, I want the world. It's the best in the game. Best in the biz. About that time, and you know what it is. Coming from Brooklyn, bringing that truth. Never gonna lie. Never gonna lose. Always on top. Keeping it steady. He'll make you tap out and you won't be ready. He got the suplex breaking your back. Now everyone in the world gonna listen to Taz. All right, so uh, could be some historic stuff going down for sure on Raw. That happens on July 23rd, 2018. Welcome to the Taz Show. Uh, this is he. Thank you for downloading this episode on radio.com or tazshow.com or Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your pods and you're pulling yours truly into your life. Well, that's a huge moment for me and makes me very happy, as you guys know. So I thank you very much. <laughs> Excuse me. Very much appreciated. So hope everybody's doing good. Uh, hope you guys ended up having a great weekend whenever you're listening to this. Um, so uh, looking forward to a great week here on Taz and the Moose. Uh, Moose is back for vacation, so uh, the dynamic duo. We, we'll be back together on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, and on Sirius XM channel 206 and also a great week for the Taz show solo Jones. That's me talking to you 99.9999% talking wrestling or some call it wrestling. So, um, you know, so we're hearing a lot of, a lot of talk since I think an announcement was made probably on, I think it might've been Friday. That Stephanie Stephanie McMahon, it was tweeted out from WWE on their Twitter account that Stephanie McMahon will make a uh, historic announcement on Monday Night Raw. Um, so uh, you might be listening to this after Raw happened, um, which is okay. I, I, there's going to be content in here for you that I think you'll enjoy, even if it's after Raw happens and we see what this historic uh, announcement is because there's uh, a couple of different things that it could be. The initial speculation that I saw from several different accounts and people reporting, <clears throat> and then on this one, I did a little research of my own with some folks that I know, um, is that um, the potential for Stephanie to make the announcement of the first ever, basically, WWE all-women's pay-per-view, potentially, um, which would go down, and the rumor is, uh, at the Nassau Coliseum on Long Island in New York, uh, in Uniondale, New York, which is part of Nassau County, hence the name Nassau Coliseum. So um, that's one of these speculations. The other speculation is that Stephanie will announce that the, you know, for, geez, for a long time, there's been a lot of scuttlebutt and wait, fans waiting for a women's tag team division. I'm sorry, women's tag team. Well, division, yeah, I guess with championship. With a championship, uh, maybe that would enter the picture. <clears throat> so that's what a lot of people are wondering. Um, if that would have happened, if Stephanie were to say that, if that were to finally happen. Um, I think there's also been some scuttlebutt, some, some you know, talk of maybe Stephanie will talk about the uh, that there's a new general manager um, because of stuff with her in character with Kurt Angle is not exactly copacetical time. Maybe there'll be a new GM for Raw. I'm not sure if I don't think that'll be the case. Um, but 
the other two are definitely definitely po- there's po- a lot of potential in what Stephanie is going to announce in regards to saying an, a historic announcement because let's just say hypothetically if it was about the GM deal that's not really historic and I know WWE is very good at sensationalizing things and marketing things and promoting things which they should that's what you should do you should sensationalize to a degree because uh, it is a work so no one's getting harmed but yet you want for things that are big you want to make bigger that's what WWE and starting with Vince McMahon has done great for for decades so um <clears throat> I don't know I um I think just first off I'll tell you what I think um <laughs> I I think it's going to be uh the announcement of well, maybe I should tease it and later on in the pod here you'll see what I think ah I'm spitballing myself. <clears throat> I'll just say it. I think it's going to be the announcement of the first ever all women's um, WWE event, you know, pay per view event uh, and stuff like that. That's that's what I think it's going to be. Um, I do not. I do not think the announcement will be about the women's tag team championship. Um, that's my opinion. Now, there's a good chance you're listening to this after the announcement dropped. So that's cool. No problem. Um, I'm going to get into depths and concepts and ideas on that anyway. But the – okay, if you're going to do a women's tag team division, which that's obviously going to happen sooner rather than later, you, you can do that within the all-women's pay-per-view event. I mean, that's no problem. It's, it's a layup. It could be a friggin' tournament in the pay-per-view. For the first ever women's tag team champions. I mean, well, it wouldn't be first ever because WWE, see, that's the thing where there's a little bit of a, well, it, it, basically it's, uh, I think it was in the early 80s, there was the WWF, not WWE, WWF first ever women's tag team champions. And it was Princess Victoria and Velvet McIntyre. So that that was, they were the first ones that were recognized as that. And um, Sasha Banks actually, and that leads to my theory of why this announcement will not be about the tag team championships, the women's tag team championships by Stephanie. It's because one of the big things that put me over the edge was Sasha Banks. What she put on her Instagram story, she put out teasers and uh, convo kind of uh, and, and little tidbits about the women's tag team championships and and stuff like that and and I, WWE is not going to allow her to do that going to be cool to doing that I don't know Sasha that well but I know she's successful within the company I know they like her a lot and they like her a lot cuz she does business the right way and doing business the right way means you don't do business go into business for yourself now if Sasha would have just see that announcement by Steph or whatever and then put out that IG story that would be going to business for yourself before you check with the office, uh, with the bosses on that. <clears throat> so I think she checked and maybe they said, yeah, go for it, post it. Or maybe they asked her to post it as a little bit of a distraction, a red herring. And just so people think they know what the announcement's going to be, you know, that, that could be. And that's what kind of set me away from thinking, okay, well, this is what's going to happen here. Um, we're going to go a different direction. We'll have Sasha put out, uh, um, you know, <clears throat> something on her, her Instagram story and and even throw up a photo of uh, uh, Velvet McIntyre and Princess Victoria and, and, and stuff like that and tease, in essence, the women's tag team championships in WWE. So 
Now, you you could just swerve everyone because that's what WWE's great at. That's what they want to do. They don't they don't want you or us, the audience, to know what they're going to say. They try their best to keep things a secret, and that's smart because they don't want stuff spoiled, and they want to get viewers, and they want to get people hooked and be have anticipation to see what the hell is going to happen. So, you know, and that's why right now, which is not good, but great for WWE with this with this topic about Stephanie making this historic announcement. Yo, it's like, what a weekend for WWE that all of this chatter has been about Stephanie and what she's going to say on Raw. And no matter if people know what she's going to say or not, or some people are speculating right or, or whatever, WWE knows this is great, not good. This is great. This is just so smart of WWE to just dominate the weekend social media wise because they know there's nothing super hot in sports going on right now. It's kind of quiet besides uh, the Open Championship in golf where Tiger Woods didn't win again, but that's a whole other different topic. Um, but <laughs> um, and the, the baseball, Major League Baseball is just coming back from the All Star break for those that are counting. So they know it's kind of quiet right now, right? There's really no hot, hot NBA stuff going on. I mean, there's some trades here and there, but nothing crazy. So, <clears throat> you know, football's quiet for the most part. I mean, so there's nothing really happening in the NFL. I mean, there's no, they didn't, the, the full teams are not in full camp yet anyway. So, Good time to get a lot of buzz on social media for WWE. So what do they do? They have the info put out, the tweet put out, and I believe it was on Friday, if I'm correct, that uh, that Stephanie's going to make this historic announcement. So it's so smart because now you get the speculation. Now you get the, I wonder this, I wonder that, people saying this, people doing that. A guy like me coming out here doing a podcast like this and talking about, wow, could you imagine this happens? I'm looking forward to see what Steph says. Well, it could be this, could be that. Maybe it's not this. Maybe it is this, given my opinion. I mean, that's what they want, and that's that's good for the wrestling business. That's good for WWE's business. So um, I do believe <clears throat> that it's going to be um, the announcement, like I said, about the the first ever uh, you know pay per view event where it's it's all women. You know, so. I, I think it's a layup to have Sasha do that, you know, put out a little red herring or Sasha does it and gets approved from WWE because of the angle they're doing with Sasha and Bailey, you know, where it, it's the thing is kind of, in my opinion, is a little bit stale and we're going to see this thing evolve apparently tomorrow night on Raw. That's a little bit of the chatter we're, we're getting out of, out of WWE um, that, you know, it, it's it's it, it, the angle is, I don't want to get too deep into the angle, but the thing is like it went from them being best friends and, and then you could te- you could sense there was te- teasing of a turn and then it went to they hated each other and then they went to the, 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 the silly, the hokey thing with the whatever the hell it was, the psychiatrist or the mediator, whatever the hell that guy was, I don't even remember. And, and, and the two girls were sitting there and then they're arguing and they're all this stuff and bursting out emotionally and all. It's just, it's a little strange and now it kind of seems like, you know, it's where Sasha on Raw, this past, she explained her, 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 you know, the way she's been conducting herself with, you know, with, uh, with Bailey. And it just seems like, God, would these two not make great tag team champions, right? <laughs> That's kind of like, let's put a lot of oxygen into these two great, talented young girls who are doing really well for our company for several years and are made, made talents. And let's you know, let's do this historic all women's event. And within that event, 
let's do some kind of a tournament or something where we crown the tag team champions, the you know, the women's tag team champions, and it's Sasha and Bailey. To me, that is just perfect if that's what they go, that's where they go. And I think they will, just my opinion, thinking about it and, and just uh, spitballing out here with you. Um, you know, it's but like I said, just to backtrack a teeny bit, it is really cool, man, for WWE to get this amount of chatter on the weekend going into Raw. And it's a very innovative, smart way to get buzz on your show and spoil something without spoiling something because you're giving a little cliffhanger, a little teaser that Steph's going to make an historic announcement. And, you know, and now people are wondering what what it's going to be. I I hope that it's this first ever all-women's pay-per-view event, and I think it's going to be. Because that could be something really, really cool. That's obviously historic, um, big time historic, and something that's well overdue. Um, and if memory serves me, as I'm thinking aloud here, the first oh God, I'm I'm bad with like the history stats. I don't usually study my stats. I'm not like a student of the game to that level. I'm a student of the game as far as talent, but I think the first time, well, I know it was an NXT. It was a main event. I think it was in Brooklyn at the Barclays, and I think it was Sasha versus Bailey. And uh, several years ago in NXT, a couple years back, and they were the first ever female main event. Man, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm right on that. I should say, if I'm wrong, don't beat me up here on Twitter because I'm not reading it. I'm just, I'm just thinking aloud, and sometimes I do forget things like that because. I got a lot going on in this brain here um, with content and stuff for this show and my other show and everything. So it's like sometimes I can get a little bit like, okay, my brain's on overload. So I got to back up a little bit because shit gets crazy. So um, <laughs> um, I don't know. I, that could all be my point in bringing up that that thing at Barclays with, with that main event with those two girls is that it kind of comes full circle that they would be the, f- the first tag team champs in WWE, women's tag team champs. Uh, that would be epic you know what i mean now you know if you look at it like you got to figure well does wwe as far as doing a all women's pay-per-view you know okay that's awesome to hear and they'll do it right but there are some some things that i think you got to get into the minutiae of things and the details of things which i will do in this podcast and give some opinions on that as far as the actual event just some opinions i have on it uh, what they could do uh, for something like that and what maybe they should do for something like that um, and what I think they might do um, because it just would be a, a perfect uh, a perfect fit, a perfect layup. Uh, first, uh, uh, l- let me uh, let me say to you guys, if you or, or someone you know is concerned about a veteran, you know, you've heard me talk about this, guys. Please, please make make this call and please call the Veterans Crisis Line. Confidential support is right there for you, um, available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, year-round, 365 days a year for veterans and their families. Okay, and the phone number for you to call is 800-273-8255, and then press the number one. Or you can do the online chat function, guys, and you do that at veteranscrisisline.net. Or you can also text, and the number you text is 838-255. The Veterans Crisis Line, is it's available to all veterans and even those who are not enrolled in VA healthcare. That's important. I'll repeat the sentence. The Veterans Crisis Line is available to all veterans, even those not enrolled in VA healthcare. So please visit 
veteranscrisisline.net to learn more about recognizing these signs, guys, meaning signs of crisis, warning signs of suicide, and how how to respond to a veteran loved one that's in crisis. <clears throat> so you can get all this information at veteranscrisisline.net. The phone number, again, 800-273-8255, press the number one, <clears throat> or use the online chat function on veteranscrisisline.net. Uh, or you can text 838-255. So as I was saying um, in regards to WWE and what they could do, maybe should do, what an all-women's pay-per-view. Now, I have to say, being someone like myself that was in my prime in the <clears throat> mid-90s to late-90s to early-2000s, or wherever you think my prime was, it was definitely in that realm right there, the numbers I just said, that, that time frame. So I have to tell you, though, I remember like where... And I've talked about this a little bit in the past here on my show. If you look, at, listen to past episodes or watch past episodes when we're doing video, I remember when it felt like just yesterday, where women in the business were not looked at like they've been looked at the past probably I don't know five five years, six years, and and how positive it is, meaning that females are not just eye candy anymore. They 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 are you know, legitimate talents, legitimate athletes, legitimate performers, uh, legitimate workers in the ring. And, I, you know, to, to hear this and to see this potentially to happen here, where it's an all-women's pay-per-view event to the, at the highest level being the WWE, to me is awesome. Now, look, uh, it's not like, I don't want to act like, um, um, WWE is reinventing the wheel as far as doing an all women's pay per view event um, because it's there's there's definitely there's wrestling promotions and companies and and most of you people that are more hardcore wrestling fans I mean that you follow uh, wrestling on the internet you know and streaming video of streaming wrestling and stuff like that so there's there's all different types of um, wrestling companies that that have all just just females. That's my point. And so it's not like you know they're doing events, but it's not to the same level as as big as WWE because of the money and the the TV power that WWE has. And um, you know it's kind of tough to it's unfair to compare to, to to compare I should say um, a streaming wrestling promotion to WWE. So those are definitely independent wrestling companies, right? But like Shine, right? So Shine Wrestling, you know, uh, uh, it's uh, what was it? Oh, Shimmer's the other one too. At Shimmer, uh, they're they're great. They have such success. Um, and and I think Shine's out of Florida. I think it's out of the Tampa region, if I remember, if I remember correctly. And it has a sister promotion. Uh, for, if my memory serves me, I don't I don't stay on top of this too much. So. Um, those that are big time fans of it, uh, you know, and Shimmer is kind of like there. I think they're in, I don't know if it's owned by the same company or not. So don't quote me on that, but they are all female independent wrestling promotions, um, with some great talents. So, um, I think Shine was actually, I think it was created by Shimmer or vice versa. I know one of them is definitely out of Florida. I'm close here, but I, now I'm, I'm battling myself here <laughs> because I'm telling you, don't worry what I'm saying, but it, it's bothering me because I, I just, I, I haven't, uh, it's not locked in my brain. I, maybe Shine is not, 
uh, maybe it is all all women's. I'll 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 lock it down for you. But regardless, you get my drift here. What I'm saying is, there are a lot of streaming promotions, wrestling promotions. There's several that are all female, and they do a great job, and they do big events. But again, not to be redundant, when you get to the level of WWE and you're doing this, it's like you know. This is this is the end all be all. I mean, it's the top. That's the hood ornament of wrestling. So okay. So now, what do you do if you're WWE? How far do you go with this all women's thing? Right? How far do you go? Well, me, I think you go all the way. And what I mean by all the way is, <laughs> you don't just have you know women on your roster or on NXT, Raw, SmackDown, whatever you're gonna do. You have the referees should be women. And I know there's, I think there's one female ref, could have sworn I saw her on NXT. Um, I don't know if she was on the main roster, I can't recall. You have your uh, your backstage interviewers currently, I think most of them are females. I mean, the one I, the lady who I think does an amazing job was Charlie Caruso, was phenomenal. I would have Renee. Potentially now, this is the thing I want. I want to just spitball a little bit with you. The announce booth, you know, I got. I'm a. I get crazy with the announce announcers, right? So, uh, I would go this route. I would have. They like the three person booth. I, I won't say three man booth because I'm. I'm going to pitch three women. I would say, let's say one would be Medusa. The other one I think should be Lita. Okay, and then your play by play. Should be done by Renee or this is about full curveball at you, where that's the only male interjection where you have Michael Cole do that. Um, only because it's such a historic event, I think maybe you want that a, a powerful play by play voice of someone who's got the credibility and who's the voice of Raw, and it's the first event. Um, or at least maybe he does the first match and then hands it over where Renee comes in the next segment and Cole hands it over to her and walks away just to set the table. Or maybe he does the first on camera. Again, I'm just spitballing some creative. Maybe Cole does the first on camera with Lita and Medusa. Let's just say they are the, they are the, the, the two ladies that are doing color commentary. Um, you know, Alunja Blaze, for those that don't, when I say Medusa, that's what I'm talking about, Medusa Maselli, Pacelli. So that's what I would do. Maybe have Cole doing on camera, introing it with the two color commentators, the female color commentators, or start it off with just Renee. Don't have Michael Cole involved at all. I mean, there's there's several different, a couple different ways I should say to go about it. Um, That's what I was before. I, I, you know, I thought about doing this type of a podcast, just talking about this a little bit. That's what I was wrestling around with my head pond upon was that was the play by play duties. Um, at the end, of the end of the day, it's not about the play by play, but I'm talking about go all the way. I, I mean, I'm talking about if you're going to do an all women's show, all women, you know, I mean, the referees, like I said, everything, um, uh, you know, I'm trying to think, I mean, not, you know, the camera people could be camera men, obviously, but if there's some camera women, fine, but I would, I'm trying to think what else you basically you got your, your ring announcer, you got your, your announce desk, you got your talent. The talent's obviously going to be all females. Um, I, I, that's more or less the long and short of it. 
and your your backstage interview, a backstage uh, commentator, or a play by, uh, I'm sorry, commentator interviewer, I should say. So yeah, I think uh, you, they definitely have the resources. I mean, they have the people on the contract now to do this. They don't need to bring anyone in from the outside, except maybe I do think, like I said, Medusa would be great. I don't, I know she was put in their Hall of Fame, and rightfully so, but I don't think she's on the contract to them unless she has a Legends deal or something. She might. But and Lita's done some commentary before and and done stuff pre-show stuff and she's you know she's well liked by the company and she's obviously a credible female for sure and um, and I'm gonna go to break in a second and I'm actually gonna talk about Lita and a couple of other girls from the 2000s that and how the wrestling how wrestling was different in the 2000s I'll even go a little deep into the 90s a little bit too um, so it should be a, a fun little chatter uh, with you guys right here so. Uh, before I go to break, though, you know, I got to let you I got to let you know about, well, but my my crew, right? I got to let you know about who 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 gets it done the right way all the time, as we know. And you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, well, my friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. See, support for the Taz Show comes from Rocket Loan, Rocket Mortgage, I should say, by Quicken Loans. And they understand that the home plays a big role in your life and family. That's why they created Rocket Mortgage. And Rocket Mortgage gives you the confidence you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. And guys, it's simple. Allowing you to fully understand all the details and be confident you're getting the right mortgage solution for you. Whether you're looking to get your first home or your 10th, with Rocket Mortgage, you get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence to make an informed decision. So, here's the deal. Rocket Mortgage by Quick Loans apply simply, understand fully, and mortgage confidently. To get started, please go to rocketmortgage.com slash TAZ. That's rocketmortgage.com slash TAZ. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states. NMLS Consumer Access.org, number 3030. So that's a little rocket mortgage action for you. And uh, all right, so we're going to hit the break in a little bit here, in a second here, and come back from break and talk a little more about this potential historic event, uh, historic announcement by Stephanie McMahon on Monday Night Raw uh, the, and the potentials of the all women pay per view and some thoughts I have about that, some more fantasy booking, and about a couple of wrestling talents from the early 2000s and, and the 90s that, that could fit in into this realm today of, of this exciting, awesome women's wrestling. All right, Taz Show, sit tight, right back. Jobbers, we're back here. Taz Show going over, uh, talking basically women's wrestling, WWE women's wrestling for the most part, and what's about to go down here. Big historic announcement that's coming at us on Monday Night Raw for July 23rd, 2018. So whenever you happen to be listening, if you're listening after this, um, you know, you guys are sharp enough to figure it out. Um, so I was uh, fixing to get into talking a little bit about some of the women of today, I'm sorry, women of yesterday, that could fit into this realm today, and how things were a little bit different during these ladies' era. So, like, if you go back to, let's just say, you know, late 2000s, I'm sorry, late, uh, I should apologize, late 90s into early 2000s, right? So, I mentioned how Lita would be excellent to potentially be one of the commentators for this event. 
um, that that they're going to do if once they do this event, uh, this all women's pay per view for WWE, and uh, also Medusa, who I thought, but it, it, I think that if Lita was in her prime from a work perspective in range, she could fit in with no problem with the athletes of today. Cause girls, the female wrestlers today on the independent scene, you know, for matter if it's ring of honor has their, their women's division. Okay. Um, where it's, uh, and they do an amazing job or shimmer or shot shot. You know, they, this is like, and I think all Japan always had a, Pardon my ignorance on this. I believe I don't know if they still do it. They had all all Japan all women for for uh, women for a while. I'm pretty sure on that. I know they had a good group of women wrestlers there. But digressing, here's the thing. I do think that um, girls like ladies like Lita, uh, Jackie, Jacqueline. You guys remember Jackie, um, Trish Stratus. Uh, these, these, these females here, you know, China during that, the late great China, you know, they would not just fit in, um, in today's world of WWE rest, WWE female athletes and female wrestlers, they would flourish. Someone like Ivory, I think would be great too. Um, so where, if you remember during these girls era, you know, they were looked at as WWE divas. And when we made that changeover from divas to wrestlers or to superstars, WWE women talent, whatever they call them, you know, it's best if these ladies are not called divas because they are true athletes. They're hybrids just like the men are of athletes, stunt women and, and, and athletes, and, and, you know, with the acting ability and acting chops. So, you know, I do think that some of those ladies I just mentioned would flourish really well. Um, and if you went back even a little further, someone like the late great Sherry Martell, I think would be amazing. Uh, in this day and age, I mentioned Medusa. I think she would be great. I remember seeing Medusa work a whole bunch. First time I saw Medusa was in the was she was in the AWA in the early nineties, maybe it was. Oh my God, I was like, this girl is just a she's a, an animal in the ring. I mean, she just was unreal. I mean, how physical she was. Um. She was really just something to just watch. I mean, just uh, besides being pretty and sexy and all that, she was, Medusa was just, she was a machine in the ring, dude. Yo, I'm telling you, if you never saw her work, she was awesome, as was um, as was uh, Sherry Martell, Sensational Sherry. Uh, she was, you talk about, you talk about somebody that was just Man, her motor in the ring was just amazing. How the physicality of her and intensity that that Sherry had underrated, underrated how talented uh, in the ring she was because her she wasn't underrated as a star. It's just because her persona was so powerful, you know, and and because her promo work and how. Uh, dramatic her, her her facials were and her, her 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 just her voice and she'd scream and this and that and the way she looked i mean she just she probably outdid her physicality by by the way by the way she she cut her promos and and, and stuff like that she was amazing she was truly the whole package but really just someone that was ahead of a time from a physical perspective she really was something that i think that 
in this day with these young ladies today, she'd kick ass for sure. She was the shit, man. She could go flat out. Um, I really do. Uh, I believe that. Even if you go even further back, if you go even further, further back to to the late, great, fabulous Moolah, okay, uh, someone else who just was so, so, so physical, um, basically wrestling for decades in the 50s and 60s and the 70s and stuff like that. And then, they, and then she was put into the Hall of Fame and all that stuff. But she was really just just another one that was ultra physical. So now, of course, there are other ladies that I'm missing that that would would fit well in this. These are just some of the folks that I'm, I'm talking on. Um, but during the era of like the late 90s into early 2000s, when you had some great talent, like I mentioned, like Jackie or, you know, uh, China or Ivory and stuff like that. I mean, it, they, they're, they're, it was a different time. Like the women were, they were looked at completely different. They were booked completely different. Quite frankly, it sucked the way they were booked. Sucked. I mean, you know, it, it, it was, and as a commentator, I was, I was in the middle of this thing a lot of times. I was doing, I had to do my job and, you know, and it was like, it, it was just, it was just, it was a, a, a thing where it was just, uh, it was frustrating, I know, for me, uh, because I didn't want, I didn't want to, I wasn't happy, basically what I'm saying was the way a lot of the ladies were booked, and a lot of us thought it was kind of like, ugh, it's kind of trite, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of, and you know what, I just think it was a different time, and we were, as a society, it was a different time, and and it was just, it was kind of, it just wasn't, it wasn't good. The way women wrestling was looked at, booked, and the way WWE handled it, it really was poor. I mean, it was, because it wasn't, it wasn't wrestling. It was, you know, it really wasn't. And I, I, a lot of the stuff as a commentator, like I said, I hated being involved with it. I hated it. it sucked. I, I felt bad for a lot of the girls. I, I'm not kidding. I'm dead serious. Um, so no matter what I was doing on the air, you know, I'm portraying a character, you know, so that, that that's that's my job was to react a certain way. Um, you know, I am so happy that over the years that things have changed, you know, and we've seen um, how women's wrestling has come so far because during that time, it just. It wasn't good for them. Um, you take someone like uh, I was naming some some of the girls, right? That I think would flourish today. Even look at someone like who was in ECW, and then I believe in the early two thousands after uh, she was in uh, WWE for a little run. But Jazz, right? Jazz, Jazz, I should say, she was great, man. She was an awesome girl, by the way. But in the ring, dude, underrated, underrated. Today she would flourish, man, completely flourish there's no doubt you know so so i remember how about luna luna was god it was such a mockful that was in the kind of in the 90s and she was in wwf and uh in the early years of raw and if luna was shot yo let me just tell you luna whew, talk about a motor fuck man she was tough as shit so much fun to watch her work um, I mean, there were so many girls now, they just didn't, it just wasn't the same platform and pushed like it is today, like Charlotte or Sasha's getting a chance to do and, or the, the new, kind of the newer girls like a Sonya Deville or wh whomever, or, you know, like, it's just, it's so cool to see how far wrestling's come as a society, as a community, I should say, and WWE 
figured it out finally, you know what I mean? And, and got them to this level that they're at. And it's, I think it's great. And it's, it's only up from here. I mean, because it's, you're not going, they're not going to regress and go backwards anytime soon with this here. And it's just really, um, it's awesome to see. And, you know, I remember during, during my time in TNA, you know, with the knockouts, there was so many great talents that were in the knockout division, you know, in TNA. And, you know, you got to look at Gail Kim as 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 the lead. Who Gail, I'm just a huge mark for Gail and the work she did in WWE, but then especially in TNA, done such amazing, amazing stuff, Gail Kim. Just a big fan of Gail's personally and professionally. And, and um, you know, the, the knockouts division had so much good talent. And for for some time, I, I felt like, and it was weird because a woman owned a company in Dixie Carter while I was there, and I felt like we were still, as a wrestling society, you know, several of us felt like, it's kind of like a little bit like, how are we booking the girls? Like, what is the deal? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, you know, I, I don't know. I just feel like it's really cool to see the way things have changed, and I think it's great for the business. I think a lot of male former male wrestlers and current male wrestlers would probably have just about the same narrative i'm giving you they would they would agree I, because i think as wrestlers no matter if you're male or female you you want it you want the business to keep on kicking ass and it's it's awesome to see that the top company world has been for years now embracing women's wrestling and now going even further with it and i would like to see wwe Try to somehow, some way, quasi get in bed would help somehow the shimmers of the world or, or what, what Ring of Honor Women's Division does and with, with, their, with their stuff. I mean, I, I'd like to see that some of the in – and I think with someone like Triple H and Stephanie uh, as they're gaining more and more power in the company as, as you know, Vince is getting older, obviously, um, I think that Steph and, and Hunter, they, they, they definitely are progressive thinkers. Um, you know, I just, I don't know. I just feel like, um, I, I just feel like they could even, this would help. I should say this would help if they did this all women's pay view, which they're going to do. And it kicks ass, which it will, it will help those smaller wrestling companies that have to, that focus on women big time. It would, but I'd like to see the help get even closer. And look, look at, look, we've seen what them do with the May young classic, the tournament for, 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 for the ladies. And, you know, it, it, it's that too. What WWE does is awesome again, and you could interlock a lot of the girls and have it be part of it. Or the finals of the May Young thing is at the the the, the big WWE Women's Pay Per View. Whatever it is, uh, it it all kind of would connect, and it all could connect because at the end of the day, we're talking about women's wrestling. That's the key here, and um, I just feel like um, I just feel like if you if you do this the right way, which I do think they will. I don't want to hear Corey Graves on commentary. I don't want to hear uh, the coachman on the commentary uh, or uh, Saxton, any any guys. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Uh, you don't need to hear them. Okay, I want to hear from, and it don't have to be, it don't have to be who I'm saying, Lita and Medusa. It, it, it don't have to be two females. It could be one. Uh, as far as ex-wrestlers, you know, maybe, you know, whoever it may be, you know, maybe Trish Stratus is one of them. I don't know. I mean, it, it, there's there's so many great talents. And and during that time, 
these these great female talents, it was more about TNA, and I don't mean the wrestling company, and they had the ability to kick ass, but they weren't given nowhere near the big platform the girls today again, which is awesome. It's awesome. It really is to see. And I and I mean that. I never, I gotta be honest, I never, never ever thought that this would happen. Uh years ago in my prime, never thought it. I know like in in um, you know, in ECW, man, we were really like it was a testosterone male driven territory that there was, you know, it was a rated all wrestling promotion. So you know, it wasn't exactly what the promotion did in regards to women. There was some, you know, it was a rated law thing. But that was, we're talking about the early 90s, mid-90s. It was a different time, not making excuses. But but there were, you know, there were so many great women that were part of ECW that helped it be successful. You know, obviously. And and one was a recent guest here and, and the, the franchise, I'm sorry, franchise, who was with the franchise uh, on camera as, uh, you know, and I'm talking about Francine, uh, you know, part of the Queen of Extreme. She is the Queen of Extreme. And she uh, she was a major part of the triple threat, obviously, and, and with Shane Douglas and Bam Bam and Candido. But she was just one lady I could mention that in, in the original ECW, and there were several that were so important. But I think in today's world, world to be pushed and promoted and, and, and marketed even better or, and definitely differently. Uh, but ECW is kind of a different dog. It was during that time and it, it you know, it, it's over, but it was like, you couldn't, <laughs> the company couldn't have done an eighth of what it did back then. Couldn't do that today. It's a totally different world we live in. So, uh, which is good. It, it's, it's good, but it, it was great for that time, obviously, but I, this is not about ECW. This is about, I just want to come out here and just talk about women's wrestling and how awesome it is to see it evolve and to see WWE doing what they're doing. Um, from the May Young deal, the May Young classic of the tournament to, to the potential of the, the, the women's tag team titles, um, to the push in NXT SmackDown Raw that the ladies get the as a as a whole, the platform. You know, it's so refreshing and so awesome. And I know it's been going on for a few years. So some of you newer wrestling fans be, might be like listening, be like, what is this fucking guy talking about? You know, this has kind of been going on for the past four, five, six years. Yo, if you've been a fan longer than that, you've been around a while, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you most of you guys have been fans for a long time. You know what I mean. It women were not handled the way they are handled now, which in this day and age, which is great the way they're handled now. So I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to the future being even brighter than it is for ladies in wrestling, namely WWE. I think it's awesome. I'm excited about it. I'm happy. Congrats to the women as a, as a whole uh, group of talented ladies that are in a business that was always a male-driven and male-dominated comp- uh, 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 world of professional wrestling. So it's really, really cool to see how that is uh, definitely changed for, and it's definitely changed for good. So so that's it. So hopefully uh, hope you guys enjoyed this edition of the Taz Show. I should all love to come out here and just spit it up and shit. Spitting, chatting, talking, yada, yada, yada. All right, got a couple more podcasts coming at you this week here. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Spread the word of the show. Give me a little rating on uh, iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever the frig they're calling it. All right, guys, look, thanks so much. Love you. Uh, I'm Taz Janat. Adios, guys. Yeah, yeah.
Said I was raised in the days of my space and screen names Back then when I was only worried about my top friends Now my circle is getting smaller, all these people acting fake, man And to be honest, I don't even have a top ten Me against the world, I've been doing what I really love Haters been hiding behind the screen, man, they movie cuts And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same Cause we've been doing our own thing, trying to stay up I wanna go back to days with no 